Check left. One, two. Check right. One, two. Ah, hiya, hiya. Thank you, thank you, and thank you. But the most exciting and the far the most important part of our Florida project, in fact, the heart of everything we'll be doing in Disney World will be our experimental prototype city of tomorrow. Miska, Mosca, Mickey Mouse! W. Hello, my friend, and welcome to the WW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host, Lou Mangello, and this is show number 634, and together, this and every week, we're going to celebrate the magic of the Disney parks, movies, and more as I take you from the parks to the screens and everything in between here on the podcast, my weekly live video on Facebook every Wednesday night community, books, audio tours, blog, and more. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts and find everything else at www.radio.com. So this week, we're going to look at 10 reasons to stay, play, relax, and dine at Disney's Beach Club Resort, including a discussion of the resort's rooms, amenities, dining, entertainment, and some of the many things you'll love and do during your stay. I'll then have the answer to our last Walt Disney World trivia question of the week, and I'll pose a new challenge for your chance to win a Disney prize package. Then stay tuned to the end of the show for more information, updates, our WW Radio cruise on the Disney Wish, your voicemails, and more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WW Radio Show. In our continuing series of resort reports, taking you to and through each of the Walt Disney World resorts, this week we're going to look at the deluxe, AAA, four-diamond award-winning Disney's Beach Club Resort and 10 things you need to know, do, and enjoy during your stay. And joining me on our virtual visit and tour is Becky Mankin from MEI and Mouse Fan Travel, who I know is excited for this resort report because it has the word deluxe in front of it. Yeah, that and it's actually one of my favorite resorts that I stay at very routinely when, you know, before I had to stay home for 429 days. We <laughs> are we are very much in agreement about Beach Club. Um, it is a personal favorite of mine. So this re- resort report is is easy because it wasn't actually it wasn't really a challenge coming up with 10 reasons, but limiting to 10 reasons to love and stay here was the the issue. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And it's, it was easy for me to sit here and think it through. I didn't have to look up anything. I didn't have to Google anything. I was e- It was easy to pinpoint the reasons why you have to consider the beach club when you're looking at any uh, of the deluxe resorts on Disney property. So before we get into our list, I want to just give you a little bit of a quick history of the resort, which opened on November 19th, 1990, and was designed by many over prize winner Robert A.M. Stern Architects. And it was themed after 19th century 
Newport and that New England shingle style and that coastal stick tile style with that baby blue um, colors. And I'm sure we'll talk about the theming as we go through the resort um, a little bit different than its neighbor sister resort, the Yacht Club, which is ac- obviously accented by the Lighthouse Tower and that a little bit more reserved, a little darker New England-like classicism of, of arches and pillars and dark oak floors and, and brass ceilings um, of, of that lobby. I always found Yacht Club to be a little bit more formal than Beach Club, which is sort of why I lean towards Beach if I have the two. Um, they're both, you know, very sprawling resorts although a little bit more on the sh- on the smaller side and I'm sure we'll talk about the the size of the resort and rooms as well. Yacht Club is a little bit bigger, 635 versus the Beach Club's 584, but we'll also talk about how the two resorts while distinct are also married as well. And let's get right into our list, Becky. Um, And the reasons to stay and play and relax and dine, as well as some of the things I think that you should know, should do, and should enjoy during your stay. Yeah, and the very first one that comes to mind, and I'm not going to, you know, in in no particular order, but the one thing that is most important to to keep in mind about uh, when you're thinking about the beach club is the location. That is number one right out of the gate because it is an easy walk or friendship boat ride to Epcot or Hollywood Studios or in the entire lake area where you can walk over to the boardwalk and enjoy some of the things we'll talk about uh, in that area or over to Swan and Dolphin. I mean, there's so many places that you can easily get to without having to worry about a car or a bus because everything is so close. So when I'm start when I talk to people about where they want to stay or where they should stay, um, the first thing that comes to mind is how much time are you going to spend in what park? Are you going to primarily spend time at the Magic Kingdom? If you think you're going to probably have your meals over at Epcot, um, that immediately brings me to Beach Club as a possibility because of just the proximity to everything and the ease of getting around. Yeah, location was very high on my list and obviously different now as a local, but when I would travel to Walt Disney World and if I wanted to indulge a little bit in, in a resort because location comes at a price, there is a premium for mm-hmm. it, but there were so many compelling reasons specifically for location. Look, that easy walk to Epcot, um, especially if you sort of pick the right room. Actually, a little bit of trivia. Room 1501 at Disney's Beach Club Resort is the room that is closest to a Walt Disney World theme park entrance. Um, You can actually see it as you walk just over uh, the bridge to Beach Club. But obviously for location, you have not just its proximity to Epcot, but, you know, one of the other sort of sub reasons was transportation, Right, because mm-hmm. you have, I think, the easiest access to all four parks. You, it's that five-minute walk, leisurely walk to Epcot, Hollywood Studios. You can take the boat. You can walk over the Judge and Green Bridge. Easier to walk there than it is to walk back at the end of the night when you're tired. Right. <laughs> I think the Skyliner counts because right. you're so close to the Skyliner entrance. Yacht, a beach club, is basically, for all intents and purposes, a Skyliner resort. For Magic Kingdom, mm-hmm. you can get there via bus. You can walk through Epcot if if you feel like taking the monorail 
And then you have the easy uh, bus service to Animal Kingdom as well. And and I, I wanted to make sure I included Skyliner in there because I think because of the proximity, it really is an additional uh, amenity almost to Beach Club because the Skyliner is not just a, a conveyance and a mode of transportation. I think it is an attraction. And, you know, maybe you're at your resort late at night. And you want to just take a, a leisurely sunset Skyliner cruise around. Um, it's it's a it's it's one of my favorite attractions is the Skyliner. It has really become one of the things you have to do, even if you're not staying at one of the resorts that are attached to it. You've got to get out there and and ride it just to experience what a Skyliner ride is like. And like you said, it at sunset or around that time period, or you can just have that leisurely ride and you can see all the area around you, you can float over the resorts. It really is an attraction in itself. And I I found myself doing that when I was there. I just wanted to go out and ride the Skyliner. And I actually did when I um, checked out of my hotel, I had an hour to kill and I went out and I rode the Skyliner because it was that fun. So for me, one of the other compelling reasons to stay and one of the reasons why it's one of my personal favorites is, as I mentioned in the introduction, the theming of the resort is Mm -hmm. one of my favorites on property. Um, That idea of as you forget, I was using sort of walk through the portico share, but as you approach, you are sort of instantly transported to you know, a, a beachside resort with that stick style architecture makes you think about a, a beach. As somebody who grew up in the Northeast, you know, a lot of beachside cottages from, um, you know, New Jersey and, and the New England shore, um, even the, the lobby decor, the same thing has this incredible ambiance and the colors with that seafoam green and, and the pastel blues makes you almost, you know, subconsciously think about the serenity of the waters i love the lobby i I love the lobby of beach club i love it all the time i love it especially during christmas Uh, it smells and looks beautiful it's light and airy there's always a fresh flower display Mm -hmm. right in the center Uh, i remember years ago i used i still to this day miss art the greeter who was a a fixture of that resort um, but, you know, and again, I don't want to sort of jump ahead with the rooms, but the rooms themselves carry over with that theme of the colors. And it, especially now after, you know, the the renovation of the rooms that happened a number of years ago, it has that beach theme, that beach feel, but it's very, they're very modern. They're very clean beach style furnishings and art on the walls. And even in some of the areas by the village and the the villas and some of the seating areas, you almost sort of forget that you are in the, the sweltering, oppressive humidity and heat of Florida <laughs> when you're sitting there with a cup of coffee in the morning or mm-hmm. you come out of the pool at night. Well, it's funny you're talking about the decor because you've been up in the Northeast and have had that, that beach experience being from the Pacific Northwest. We've never, or I've never had the opportunity to travel to the Northeast and have that experience. So the beach club is the closest thing that I think I could imagine that that would be like. And uh, it's funny that you mentioned Christmas because one of the things under decor I had was um, 
the Christmas decor is one of my favorites because of the carousel uh, that's made out of, I, I can't even tell you how many pounds of, of yummy, sugary goodness that makes you want to eat it if you could, <laughs> which is probably not a good idea. But the smell, the smell of the gingerbread, the smell of, of the carousel, and it has a, a unique smell in that lobby during Christmas. And when all the Christmas decor goes away, then you get a different smell of that, that beach and ocean salts type, um, really pleasant vacation-y type feel, which is one of the things that's different. It's one of the differences between yacht and beach is that yacht, like you said, has that, that darker feel, um, but it's also a, a convention hotel over there. So it's a little bit more business over there. You do see conventioners that run around with their, their badges every once in a while, which for me kind of takes me out of my vacation vibe, um, which is one of the reasons why I do prefer beach when I am in that not working, but uh, in a vacation mode, beach club tends to have a, a better um a better vibe to it to relax. So Yacht and Beach Club is basically the mullet of Walt Disney World. It's business in the front and a party in the party back. in the back. Business at Yacht and Beach Club. Yacht Club. Party at the Beach Club. There, there you go. You just got their new ad campaign all set up for them. But I do it, and and I love the fact that there is something incredibly uh, comfortable and mm-hmm. uh, this casual elegance that we talk about is, I think, embodied in the exteriors and interiors and rooms. And and I think now that um, modern minimalist yet still very warm and comfortable atmosphere is one of the reasons why I love this resort and the theming so very much. Yeah, exactly. And and you started to cross into the accommodation. So why don't we just kind of cross that one off the list? Because there is a room for everybody at this resort because it is, of course, the the beach club resort, but it also has a villa um, element to it. So you have everything from standard uh, view rooms, water view rooms, sleep five. They have a club level available to you. Um, they also have suites if you want to st- stay in one of their specialty suites. Or you can look at one of the villas, which are the studios one, two, and three bedroom. So there's a lot of choice and options for anybody. Uh, if you're going by yourself, if you're going as a couple, if you're going as a family or a multi-generation, there is something um, that's available for any vacationer. And one little tip that I have is uh, one thing about Beach Club that can be a little off-putting to some people, but if you're aware of it beforehand, uh, then you can make a request. But a lot of the rooms just have that standard little Juliet balcony. If you really want a full balcony, make sure that you request one. Um, It's really important to get that request in because more than half of them are the Juliet balconies. So you just open the door. And a lot of people prefer that too, where they can sit at uh, at the the window side and just open the Juliet balcony and have their coffee. Others want to sit out on a balcony. So that's one of the things that you do kind of have to, to be aware of. But like you said, the recent, the not not so recent now. It's been a few years, but the upgrades that they did um, do have a very modern feel to them. So you kind of have that that relaxed, casual atmosphere with a very modern twist to the design. You know, far be it for me to disagree 
with a legendary Jedi Knight. But I think Yoda was wrong when he said size matters not because <laughs> both sure the size of the rooms and the size of the resort are part of the reason why I love it. Because if you think about it, at 583 rooms and then about 280 or so villas, it actually is one of the smaller Walt Disney World resorts. And to give you a, a sense of, of size and scale, think about all-star movies and art of animation that have more than 1,900 rooms, which wow. you know, bigger isn't always better because that <laughs> means that it's more spread out. There's a lot more crowds. There's a lot longer walking times to get to dining, to get to a Skyliner or a bus. So that's one of the reasons why I like the smaller resorts like this. And then, Becky, correct me if I'm wrong, which I very well might be. Is Beach Club is one of the very few Walt Disney Resorts where a standard room can accommodate five people, correct? Don't most of the resorts have a four-person only rule, but Beach Club and Port Orleans Riverside have standard rooms that accommodate five. Now, I know like cabins at Fort Wilderness can do five, uh, villas do, and, and the suites at Art of Animation do. But in terms of like standard rooms, and there's, like you said, a wide variety of, of room types mm -hmm. that go from studios to villas to suites to the Becky Menken presidential <laughs> slash Newport suite. But as the standard room will accommodate five guests. Correct. Um Many of the deluxe resorts will accommodate five, not all, but uh, Beach Club is definitely one of them. You you do want to make sure that if you do have five people, you're in one of the rooms that can definitely accommodate five, but uh, but Beach Club is one of the ones that can. And it does. I mean, there are, like all, like as obviously all of the deluxe resorts, you can go up to some of the junior suites and two-bedroom suites. There is a Nantucket suite, uh, a Newport suite. Yes, there is. <laughs> <laughs> and then the presidential suite where you're not just paying for amenities, but views as well as space. I think Newport accommodates a party of eight, and I think the presidential is is eight as well. I've never stayed. I have toured and they are of course spectacular. They're beautiful. They're absolutely beautiful. Um I was lucky enough to stay in one of the uh one bedroom suites with a lock off at one point. Hey, I had I had a bunch of my team with me at one point and we wanted to all hang together and so it was a great way to everybody to have their own privacy but yet have a space that we can all gather and be together so uh and, and the the villas of course do the exact same thing and the villas have that added benefit of having a kitchen and uh if you're in the one bedroom or up you have a washer and dryer as well so there's a lot of benefits to uh to the variety that's available at the beach club but you also want to be aware of uh, of all the options because there is the studio, which is much like a standard room, but yet it has a little bit of a kitchenette available to it. So one of the tips and tricks we have is that you don't have to, or, or sorry, I will back up. You can actually spend cash to get into the villas. And sometimes depending on the availability, the, villa, the, the studios can actually be sometimes less than the standard rooms. So there's always, you know, a, a good idea to look at all of the prices just to see if something might not be full yet. And so they might have a reduced rate. Well, obviously, I think it's time we get the 800 pound kitchen sink out of the way uh, because <laughs> you're probably surprised it took me so long to get to dining. And when I speak about dining, I'm not 
talking about you know, the signature dining that you might think about when you think of Beach and Yacht Club. And again, because they are, for all intents and purposes, connected, and we'll talk more about exactly that connection, there's not one, not two, not three, but there are 10 restaurants and lounges taking Boardwalk and Epcot out of the equation too. Mm -hmm. Yacht and Beach Club have the Ale and Compass Lounge, which we have sat at, dined at, recorded at before, the Ale and Compass restaurant, the Mm -hmm. market at Ale and Compass, which is huge and beautiful, by the way, if you want, um, you know, prepackaged food and and desserts and, and baked goods. There's a Beach Club marketplace. There's Beaches and Cream, obviously, which has been recently renovated and expanded. Kitchen sink is not the only item on the menu. Uh, I like <laughs> me a good No Way Jose and a grilled cheese. Uh, Hurricane Ooh, Hannah's cheese. Waterside Bar and Grill, I have seen you chained to for hours at a time. Martha's Vineyard Lounge, Cape May Cafe, the Cruise Club Lounge, and the Yachtsman Steakhouse. So it runs the gamut from poolside bar and grill to one of the premier higher end restaurants on property all within you know a a couple of hundred yards of each other yeah and let me take that a step further because those are all great dining venues but let's say for a moment that you're there for 14 nights and you completely knock each or check each one of those off the boxes you're within easy walking di- distance to Swan and Dolphin that has Shulas and Kimonos and Il Molino and, and Blue Zoo. You can walk across the way uh, to easily over to the Boardwalk Inn and dine at the Flying Fish. You can also easily get to Epcot, like you said, but via the Skyliner, then you also have Topolino's and Sebastian's Bistro available to you. So it really is one of the... Um, best locations if you're into dining for sure. And I did have, believe it or not, one of my benefits or one of my bullet points was the kitchen sink and the ice cream because of beaches and cream. Um, Because who doesn't want an entire can of whipped cream all over their ice cream, you know? Listen, if it's between (laughs) a can of whipped cream or the chicken sugo rigatoni at uh, at Topolino, I will take two of the Topolinos to go, please. Um, <laughs> also, we mentioned dining. I think, as and I almost had this as a its own separate entry uh, because I know and and you and I, I know we're going to do our top ten of these. I love a good lounge, and I like the fact that there are multiple lounge choices. Martha's Vineyard Yacht Club um, has the Cruise Cup. Ale and Compass, like you said, across the way is places like Bellevue Lounge. You're very close to the Swan and Dolphin, which has their own set of incredible restaurants and uh, dining and lounge options as well. But if you are just looking for, you know, getting together with friends or your wife or you just want to sort of have a a, uh, a drink or a snack, I think the lounges are a great place, especially after a day in the parks. Yeah, and I really enjoy that space at Ale and Compass. It's right off the lobby. I, I know it's over at um, 
at yacht, but it's such an easy walk to get over to the other lobby and just hanging there. And it's such a comfortable space and it's open. Um, they're always really friendly there and you can people watch. It's one of my favorite people watching locations. So uh, lots of, for, for me, lots of great lounge places, go figure that I kind of like the lounges. Um, but I also do enjoy cruise cup that's right there in Martha's Vineyard, which is right there. So there, it really doesn't lack for, uh, for nightlife and fun things to do with the, the lounges. And, you know, thinking about it too, you can add in because it's so close over at Boardwalk where you can easily get to Jelly Rolls or Atlantic Dance Hall um, if you want to enjoy the, uh, the nightlife too. So we've touched on the decor, we've touched on the rooms, we've touched on the dining. It's all the, these are all compelling reasons to stay there. But you know, it, Walt Disney World is interesting because for many other locations, the resort is so important because of the amount of time that you spend there. You are going to vacation because you're going to spend time in and at the resort where Walt Disney World, you're spending so much time, you know, in the parks and getting out and going commando early. I think Beach Club is one of those resorts that you stay there because of the resort itself and not mm -hmm. just the location and the ease of access to the parks. And for a lot of people, my family included, one of those reasons has, it's always been at the water. Not yep. the water that you drink, but the water that you play in. And <laughs> call it what you want, but the Storm Along Bay at Yacht and Beach Club is a water park. It yeah. is a two and a half acre recreation area that gives you that feel of a Nantucket beach. And whether you ride the 150 foot water slide you dip your little toes in the <laughs> you know the, the zero entry sand bottom part of the pool if you get a cabana you lay on the on a beach chair or you know hang out in the um in the the, the jacuzzi or the, the river whatever it might be one of the reasons i think to stay there is not just for Storm Along Bay, right? Not just for that shipwreck waterside, the sand bottom pool, but there's not one, not two, but multiple pools. And if that, if that, that water park area is not your vibe, and it's you want prefer something a little bit more chill, you have three other leisure pools that you are able to use, including the pool in the private area over at the villas. So the Dunes Cove pool over at Beach Club Villas is open to all guests of the resort, as well as the tidal pool in the garden area and the Admiral pool over at Disney's Yacht Club Resort. And some of these resort, the, uh, the pool areas, like, for example, the, the Dunes Cove pool is set far away from other guest areas and, and high traffic areas. So it's often... Very, very quiet. There are many times I'll walk by and there's nobody there. No one. I like, know. Literally. And you almost feel like, <laughs> is the pool closed or should I not be here? But it's just because I think of where it is and, and so many people going to Stormalong Bay. Yeah, because Stormalong Bay is really the, in my opinion, out of the entire Disney resort area, not including the water parks themselves, it is the best resort pool. Uh, because it has that wonderful uh, 
mixture of the sand bottom and the shipwreck water slide and give me a lazy river anytime. Just give me, give me a floaty and a lazy river and I'm going to be extraordinarily happy. But you're right. There's a lot of people who aren't into that, that crazy water park feel. They just want to relax. They just want to relax by the pool and read a book, or they want to just kind of enjoy a, a quiet swim or just floating around a little bit. And there are a lot of options for that type of vacation as well. So you definitely have more choices here than you might have at other locations. Is there anything else that you have on your list? Yes, as a matter of fact, Um, looking at the boat rentals and, and activities, there's a lot of things to do there as well. And everything from, um, the movies under the stars on the beach, which, all the time, you see a bunch of families that are just hanging out in the sand and watching the movies under the stars uh, to fishing. They have a great program to fish for largemouth bass, which my stepfather adores when he goes there. Uh, you could also rent the sea racers and the pontoon boats and the little Boston whalers if you want to have a, a, a day that's outside of the theme parks. Um, and then they also have the little pirate adventure that hopefully will come back soon uh, for those little, the cruises for the kids age four to 12. They've got a lot of activities there at the resort too. So if you have a day that doesn't have a park ticket between the pools and all the activities that are available for you there, you can definitely fill up a day or more. And that's what I meant about the resort being the vacation destination. Um, And again, I think Mm -hmm. now obviously as a local, but I think if you are trying to decide, especially if you're coming with your family, I think beach club is one of the most, I don't want to say family friendly because they're all family friendly, but it is the most family Mm -hmm. activity filled resorts because you don't just have such easy access to the parks, but because there is so much to do at and through the resort itself. It makes me think of a place like Vero Beach or Aulani, where Mm -hmm. you almost don't have to go anywhere else because there is so much to do that's right from there. I mean, you certainly never need to get in your car and go anywhere to do any of these things because, like you said, whether you want to go Fishing, boating, swimming, relaxing. I hear that there's health clubs there. I've never actually visited any of those places. Oh, no, no, no. Better than that. There's a spa. (laughs) So for those of us who like facials and getting our nails done and all of that wonderful thing for a relaxing day, there's a spa, a full service spa there on property too. So that's amazing. The gym I won't do. The spa I will be happy to research. <laughs> I'm obviously not. You know, I'm with I'm you. Not a big spa guy, but, <laughs> but I should. I should try it out for for research purposes only. Um, I, Absolutely. I'm going to, um, and I'm actually surprised that that you didn't go here first, and maybe you were just sort of waiting for Uh-oh. me to to broach the subject because we were talking about some of the different room types. And one of the things that mm-hmm. I figured you were going to slide right into was the fact that they have, and and you tell me because you, this, and I don't mean this, and I'm not trying to be funny, but you obviously have more experience in these areas than I do. It has one of the nicest concierge lounges um, of any of the resorts over at the Stone Harbor Club, 
which I know. And I said the renovations were a few years ago. I know renovations were about six, seven years ago. And I think I was it really that long ago. I think it it was feel that way. I think it was. (laughs) I had only visited once as a guest of someone else, but I loved how large and comfortable it was. You had beautiful views out the windows and some of the little balcony seating that was there as well as, Again, you come back from a busy day at the parks or even a busy day at the pool, and it's a nice place to sort of get away, get a little snack, a little nosh, in Becky's case, get a little cocktail, and just sort of relax Mm -hmm. and unwind. Yeah, and it is one of the largest of of the clubs. Um, It's one of my favorites. There's a a couple of others that are at the top of my list too, but Beach Club is definitely up there. It's nice so that you don't, if you're really not hugely hungry, but you just want a snack, you can go up there and grab water. You can grab a glass of wine. You can grab um, whatever food that they've laid out for you. They do uh, like a a breakfast, lunch, and and dinner type uh, menus that are, are laid out for you. I'm not sure how they're going to come back at this point. Uh, it has been like a buffet type service, but I think they're probably going to go going to go a different direction when they come back. But it is one of the uh, one of the clubs, one of the concierge clubs that I do prefer on property. And Becky, last on my list, and I think that actually brings us to exactly ten reasons <laughs> is Hard. really one of my favorite. Not just reasons, which is why I saved it for last, but one of my favorite places and spaces in all of Walt Disney World. And you're like, we talked about the restaurant, Mangello. You're, you're literally <laughs> folding your arms, looking at me quizzically, like, what, what sort of ace do you have in your hole? The Crescent Solarium uh, over at the Beach Club, I think mm-hmm. is one of the most beautiful, comfortable, often overlooked spaces. It is. In any of the resorts, the seating area there, again, follows in the theming. And it's this wonderfully open, spacious room with exposed beams and ceiling fans. After it had reopened, after a renovation, in the mornings, they have a little coffee bar in there. There's a TV. If you're looking for a place for your morning coffee, you want to just have a snack, there's actually this wonderful little hallway with uh, comfortable wicker tables Mm -hmm. and chairs by the windows where you can grab your snack from the marketplace and sit there. Oftentimes guests will wait there. Maybe if they're waiting for Magical Express, maybe their Disney Cruise Line bus to come Mm -hmm. and pick them up. Whatever mode of transportation is literally right out the door. Um, There's spacious seating. It's very, very comfortable. I love the wood floors and the pattern rugs and the the you 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 almost get the the feeling and sensation that you really have been transported into a Newport like cottage. You've got this beautiful view of the lawn outside. The, the Crescent Solarium, if you've never, even if you've never stayed at Beach Club before, next time, if you happen to be visiting there to dine, take a walk down. It's right down the hallway from the marketplace. Um, it's right in front, but it's so far out of the way, if that it makes really any is. sense. Yeah, it does. It's it's quiet, yet it's right in the middle of the activity. So it's not far to get to. Uh, to, to the buses if you're waiting for that. It's not far to get your pickup. It's not far to the lobby. It's not far to the marketplace, but yet it's kind of 
quiet and calming. And they do have a TV in there for the kids to, to keep them occupied. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a nice place to just catch your breath. Years ago, I, I probably, it's got to be five or so more years ago. I don't think they have this anymore, pre or post COVID. I don't think they had it. They, for a little while, had afternoon tea in the solarium. And it was only available for certain dates out of the year, but they gave you different tea and um, um, sort of course selections that, in, you know, like a traditional English tea with clotted cream and lemon curd and jam and pastries and tea cookies that would be accompanied by your choice of a variety of teas, much like you could get over at Disney's Grand Floridian Resort. I don't remember the exact price, but I don't believe that this has been around for um, for some years. But you don't have to sort of have a ticketed experience like that to have your, again, you can sort of get items from the marketplace and just sit downstairs inside air conditioning. And I know it's not technically a solarium because it's not made out of glass, but suspend your disbelief a little bit because it is <laughs> surrounded by glass on on three sides and, and it's really it's a gorgeous space it is i it's kind of funny because thinking about all the things we've talked about here there are all those little nooks and crannies that you can just relax and breathe there are places you can go be in the middle of the action there are so many places to go stuff your face if you're hungry or or get a cocktail it really is one of the best in terms of all around benefits of staying at the beach club between the location, all the things you can see and do, all the things you can eat and drink, um, all of the options for your accommodations. There's something there for everybody. And I think for me, I think the most compelling reason of, of all is the fact that I, I really do believe you're kind of getting a twofer. You're getting a two for one here because the beach club shares all of its amenities with the Yacht Club and vice versa, mm -hmm. you can experience both. You don't have to walk outside for very long. It's it's really for mostly inside and, and a covered area. The Yacht Club itself has great dining options. So if you are planning your vacation and maybe you don't want to travel to another resort or have to worry about transportation for whatever reason, if you want something near your resort, near your room, even the the beach club is a, a wonderful option. And you have the advantage of having a second resort's pool, gift shop, restaurant, public spaces, lobbies, etc., to take advantage of. So if you they are there for a few days and you want to sort of mix things up or maybe one pool is crowded, you have all of these other places and locations to take advantage of as well. Yeah, and they, they're so seamless between the two. It really sometimes doesn't feel like it's two different resorts. It feels like it's one resort because you can so seamlessly uh, move from one to the other. It's just the, the two different themes more than it feels like two different resorts. And I think the spectrum of options from, you know, the, the small studios to the, the larger rooms, the different types of theming that's there, the wide variety of dining options. Like I said at the very beginning, it's why Beach Club has always been and continues to remain so, so very high on uh, my list of personal favorite resorts at Walt Disney World. Uh, I certainly want to know from you, 
listener, our friend who's been sitting there with us with some clotted cream and a cup of tea in the solarium. I mean, we're not really in the solarium, but virtually in the solarium (laughs) as we are talking about Disney's Beach Club Resort. Have you ever stayed there? Where does Beach Club rank in your favorite Walt Disney World Resort? What's your favorite dining option at Disney's Beach Club Resort? Or is there something that we missed? Is there something we missed that you personally love about Disney's Beach Club Resort? Let us know by going over to the WW Radio Clubhouse. That is our very fun, family-friendly, very welcoming group over on Facebook. You can come. I'll pose that question there at wdwradio.com slash clubhouse. And now, hopefully that you're not only hungry but excited to stay at Beach Club or Yacht Club or any of the resorts at Walt Disney World, I invite you to please... Stop what you're doing and go and visit our friends and Becky Mankin over at <laughs> MEIMouseFanTravel.com. Yeah, uh, MouseFanTravel.com. We're happy to help you give you a quote. And one of the biggest things that people need to realize is that 2022 is already booking like crazy because of this, this pent-up demand that people keep talking about. It's a thing. It really is a thing. And I've had some people that were looking at summer for 2022 and their first resort choice was not available at this point. So we're starting to see more of the resorts opening up. As a matter of fact, uh, Beach Club is going to be open here really soon. And hopefully we'll see the other ones in the next few months. But until then, if you know that you're going to travel next year for 2022, please book it now. We can help you to make sure that we book it in such a way that your money isn't at risk so that you can change dates or you can cancel if you need to. But if you think you want to travel, it's better to book it now so you have it and it's holding. Um, At this point, it's really interesting to see how quickly resorts are booking, cruises are booking and so forth. So just give us a holler. We're happy to help you out. And because you are a listener and a friend of WW Radio, Becky, I'm going to throw this out there. You can contact Mouse Fan Travel and get a free, no obligation quote. And mm-hmm. all of their services come at zero, not just because you're a friend, because it's what they do for everybody, but you are going to get an amazing <laughs> level of service. And, and I say that not because you're, you're standing here and not to sound like a plug, but it's because I, I know so many of your agents personally, and I know from people that have booked with you just how well uh, you treat everybody. So Yeah, thank you. We, we look at more of a consultation more than a quote. It's it's one of those things where we like to sit down with somebody either on, on Zoom or via chat or on the phone and really drill down to what you're looking for in your vacation. Because even if you post something on a message board and you ask out there, so what should I do? You're going to get opinions from people for what it's best for their vacation. Let us ask you the questions and match you to the perfect vacation. So we're happy to even just have that conversation with you. Even if uh, if it's not you know something you want to do right away, we're happy to talk you through the options. Right now, I'd like to be matched to a perfect lounge chair over at Stormalong <laughs> Bay and a perfect <laughs> snack from... Uh, Martha's Vineyard or the Ale and Compass Lounge. But Becky Mankin, these are always fun. Speaking of lounges, I know we're going to do our top 10 lounge Woo-hoo! conversation as well as more resort reports in the future. Let us know what resort you'd like to hear from us next by either posting in the clubhouse or even call the voicemail with your opinions about Beach Club or a request for the next Resort report by calling 407-900-9391. Becky Mack from Mouse Fan Travel. You're not just my official recommended travel provider, but you are such a great friend. Thank you so very much for being here once again. 
Well, thanks for having me. It was really fun to, you know, hear your voice again after being apart for so long. How many hours has it been? Just checking. You left like yesterday. <laughs> I know. It definitely feels like that, but, but I'll be back soon. Yay. Maybe we need to do a dining review. At we like need to do, you know how many, you know how many dining reviews we have? Oh, don't even, do you have to do that to me right now? So should, should I like scream the way I do on Wednesdays? It was like, if only I could pass. Like, dude, seriously, I was just there for two weeks. It's time for our Walt Disney World Trivia Question of the Week, where I invite you to test your knowledge of Walt Disney World's history, or see how well you pay attention to the details in which you see, hear, remember, or taste. If you think you know the answer, you can enter via our online form for a chance to win a Disney prize package. And this week's trivia contest is brought to you by Sideshow Collectibles, where you can let your Disney or Marvel or Star Wars sideshow with limited edition collectibles, statues, figures, prints, jewelry, replicas, apparel, and so much more. They make great gifts for friends or family or yourself, like I like to do. You can find out more, see the entire collection by going to wdwradio.com slash sideshow. And if you want to save $15 off your first order, go to that link and sign up for their free email newsletter. Now, before we get to this week's question, we're going to go back, review last week's, and select our winner. So last week, I asked you to tell me what the only attraction is that can be found at every single Disney park around the world, meaning the one attraction that you can find in Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Shanghai, Hong Kong, Disneyland Paris, and Tokyo Disneyland. And of course, thanks and congratulations to all of you who entered, got this one correct. By the way, it is not the Haunted Mansion. There is no Haunted Mansion in every park. For example, Disneyland Paris does not have a Haunted Mansion. They have a Phantom Manor. So that's why the correct answer is Dumbo. And last week's winner, randomly selected, is Patrick Bellix from Chicago, Illinois. So Patrick, congratulations. Use the online form so I have a shipping address and we'll get your prize package out to you right away. If you played last week and didn't win, that's okay, because here's your next chance to enter in this week's Walt Disney World Trivia Challenge. So I'm going to keep this one simple, not necessarily easy, because this week I want you to tell me where in Walt Disney World can you find Cutthroat Corner? Where exactly in Walt Disney World can you find Cutthroat Corner? You have until Sunday, May 23rd at 11.59 p.m. Eastern to go to www.radio.com, click on this week's podcast, use the form there. And again, this week you're going to play for a brand new WW Radio pin and keychain, which you can only get by winning the trivia contest here on the show. So good luck. Maybe I'll throw in a bonus surprise too. So good luck again and have fun. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in this and every week. Again, please let us know what you think of Disney's Beach Club Resort, your favorite part of it, by going to and being part of the WW Radio Clubhouse, where you really are not just part of the community and conversation, but really a member of the WW Radio family. Go to www.radio.com clubhouse. 
Talk not just about this week's show, but anything you want in the Disney, Marvel, and Star Wars universe, and please come by. Introduce yourself as well. You can also connect with me on social. I am at Lou Mangiello on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, LinkedIn. And I want to invite you to join me this and every Wednesday night for WW Radio Live. It's my live weekly video broadcast and chat over on Facebook where we discuss and you are part of my top five live, our Disney Plus pick of the week. We'll talk about this week's podcast as well. Your questions, 20 questions contest and lots more. Again, every Wednesday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern at www.radiolive.com. That'll take you right to our Facebook page or the clubhouse over on Facebook. You can watch either location there. Also be part of our spoiler support group by joining www.radio.com slash spoilers. We talk about things that maybe we don't want to share in the clubhouse that involve spoilers from Disney Plus shows as well as Disney, Marvel, and Star Wars movies. Again, www.radio.com slash clubhouse. Huge, huge thanks, speaking of clubhouse and community and family, to new and longtime members of the WW Radio Nation. I love being able to give back to you each month with monthly scavenger hunts and trivia quests care packages from Walt Disney World as well as Logo Gear, our private Facebook group and exclusive live video group calls. I want to thank some new and longtime members including Elizabeth Barnes, Michael Wilkes, John Moran and Jackie Bruno. If you want to find out how you can not only not only help the show for as little as a dollar a month but our dream team project to benefit the Make-A-Wish Foundation of America, you can go to www.radio.com support. If there's some way that I can help you by helping you turn what you love into what you do with one-on-one coaching by being part of our weekly mastermind group or by coming to speak to your business, your event, or to your school, you can visit lumangelo.com. If you're looking for some WW Radio logo gear and merch as well as Disney, Marvel, Star Wars, and pop culture shirts, you can visit www.radio.com slash shirts. And as always, my friend, and you are my friend, whether we have met yet or not, All I ask is that if you like the show, please help spread the word, tell a friend, share out in your favorite Facebook group or on your profile or on Twitter or Instagram or Pinterest. And if you can, take just a few seconds to rate and review the show over an Apple podcast. It is incredibly, incredibly helpful and very much appreciated. I want to thank some recent reviewers like Mary NC, who says, choose the good, choose WW Radio. Lou and his podcast are just a breath of fresh air. His upbeat personality and wonderful guests combined with his love and knowledge of Disney makes this a weekly must-listen-to during my commute. And A.K. Hurst 1 from the United Kingdom says, Amazing as always, one of the best Disney podcasts. W Radio with Lou Mangello is my go-to podcast. And with not being back at Walt Disney World for nearly two years, this podcast has helped keep the magic alive until we return later this year. Keep up the great work, Lou Mangello, and looking forward to everything you have coming up. Lou was also gracious enough to... Oh, I know who this is. It's Ben Akers. Lou was gracious enough to join us on our podcast, The Great British Mickey Waffle. Thanks again, Lou. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, Mary NC. And again, thanks to you for rating and reviewing the show. Just do a search for WW Radio in Apple Podcasts or go to www.radio.com slash iTunes. It'll take you right there. Finally, most importantly, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart for your time, for your friendship, for everything else that you do and allow me to do with sharing my love of Disney through the show, through the blog, through live video, etc. I appreciate you and your friendship so very much. And I hope that the show not only makes you happier, but maybe even inspires you to be a little bit better by choosing the good 
and everything that you do and being the good towards others and letting that positivity have a ripple effect and be contagious to other people. If there is any way that I can help you, anything I can do for you or any suggestions you have for me or the show, by all means, please reach out and let me know. Email me, lou at www.radio.com with a question, a comment, a suggestion. And in case you missed it, our inaugural voyage on the Disney Wish is going to be June 20th, 2022. If you are interested in joining us, you can visit www.radio.com slash Disney Wish 2022 to get a free, no obligation quote from obviously our friends over at Mouse Fan Travel. If this four-night inaugural cruise does not work out for you, I will tell you that we are going to plan another cruise in the fall, date to be determined as Disney does release those dates. So stay tuned. Would love to have you join us on either our inaugural voyage on June 20th or again this fall. Again, to find out more, visit www.radio.com slash Disney Wish 2022. And I truly hope that this is your best week ever. I look forward to seeing you on Wednesday night for WW Radio Live. So until next time, thank you. I love you. See ya. Hey, Lou and everyone. This is Cody Havard from Tennessee. And I'm just listening to the latest episode on the undiscovered rides or attractions at Walt Disney World. Um, and I just heard something that I wanted to call and, and mention real quick before I forget. Lou, one of the things I really, really like about listening to your podcast is the, if you call them trivia points or whatever, but kind of the behind the scenes aspects, um, that either help things get built, keep things from getting built that a lot of people don't know, um, and, and to share your expertise. Um, the case in point, um, when you were talking about um, the Japan Pavilion and building a Mount Fuji attraction at Japan and you and your guests were talking about it and you mentioned that the major reason that didn't get built was that Kodak, the official sponsor, didn't want or a major sponsor in Walt Disney World didn't want um, an attraction that featured the name of their number one competitor. Uh, it's things like that that I think are really, really cool and I love hearing you talk about those things. So um, have a great day, everybody, and thanks, Lou. Keep putting good out in the world. Bye. Hello, Lou Mangello. It's Darlene Nagy, formerly of West Seneca, New York, and I'm calling in from the Magic Kingdom on my actual birthday, May 15th. And I'm having a magical day. And I got to spend it with the Oliveris and my husband in Magic Kingdom. It was so wonderful. And I am counting down until that February Marvel Day at Sea cruise. I cannot wait. And now you guys have the wish to think of next June. So we've got a lot to plan one year away and less than a year for a Marvel cruise. Have a positive, wonderful weekend and talk to you real soon. 